Aquí vamos. This is Edgar otra vez. And here I am, otra vez, with another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. On today's episode, I hang out with Not My Cousin Dan, and we talk about what we watched over the break. Just a quick note here, originally we started the show with um, some talk about what was happening in the Capitol. Uh, when we recorded this episode, the attack was happening on the Capitol. We, I don't, I don't want to ignore it, but I, I also don't feel comfortable talking about politics, mostly because I think that there's better people out there that can address this kind of stuff a little more intelligently than I can. It's also not my, it's not my expertise. It's not what I understand or well or went to school for at all or anything. So it's really not my uh, arena. But I also feel foolish not addressing it simply because it's happening. Everybody knows it's happening. And as the events were unfolding at the Capitol, I was watching social media and I was still seeing people who obviously lived in America or in the United States, I should say, and were not kind of realizing what was happening. And it just, it looks bad. So I don't want to ignore it. I want people to know that I, I, I don't turn a blind eye to it. I, and we do address it. So it's tacked on at the end of the episode. So if you want, you can listen through the whole episode. In the beginning, we start with our regular spiel. We have our, we have our fun conversation about movies and books and whatnot. And at the end, you can hear our thoughts on what is happening currently. Um, again... Not my thing, but if you want to listen to it, it's there. Just a friendly reminder, when you hear the scratch, that means there's a bit of a time jump or mishap simply because I'm either shifting stuff around, mostly usually because the kids are popping popcorn. But if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you already know that. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram as The Flow Roll. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.thefloralpodcast.com. Now here's the show. The movies and the shit that you watch. Anyway, I'm recording. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Clear the throat. Remember my own name. Test one, two, sibilance, sibilance. Sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, welcome to another episode of the Flowro Podcast. I am your host, Edgar Otraves. And today we have not my cousin Dan. And uh, so I, I just wanted to. You always have not my cousin Dan. My, not my I'm cousin, always here. My, always. My, 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 not my cousin Dan is is you know the man he is the funniest of of the crew emily every now and then tries to take that crown from you though but you know she's you, pretty funny she's pretty funny but you man. know what you know what i have that emily doesn't have uh, what's that i put the dan in dance baby uh i yeah. put the dan in dance. <laughs> Yeah, where, where's Emily? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, um, I don't put the Dan in dance. By the way, I I am a horrible dancer. Oh, Any dude! Oh, dude! I don't know. Like, I I I can dance like a couple of things, 
and I have, I have my moves or my patterns or whatever you want to call them. And that is it. I got Dude, like, I know, I know how to dance the polka. And there you that's go. It. That is it. The polka, man. That's something, man. You get yourself a it's nice a little polka. It's a waltz with a little extra hop in it, you know? That's awesome. Like that's something that'll <laughs> yeah. get you all those polka clubs out there. Dude, that'll get you a nice little Mexican girl or a nice little Polish girl. Yeah, sure. Sure. I actually I don't know what kind of style they that the the kids are dancing in the in the uh Spanish polka polka room anymore. It ain't polka. Right. No, it's it's man, when I was a kid, it was like some weird little hoppy thing, you know? And it was like it was it was just uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was it was not for me. Although like every like every dance club, the women were gorgeous, you know. Those were the days. Long Yeah, long. when you when if you're anything like me, you would go out to the club and you would sit either at the bar or against the wall with a drink mm. and think about trying to dance with somebody. Oh. Yeah, you see, I was a little more adventurous in that. I would go and I would ask a girl to dance. And then they, some of them would walk away. <laughs> like we would dance. They'd be like, okay, let's dance. You know, we'll dance. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay, no. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. and I'm like, what, what, what did I do? It's just like, no, no. no. Like, oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> it, 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 it's, but it did not deter me. I was, I was like, I was, I was, like dead set on learning how to dance. And then eventually when you were 35, someone danced with you. Yes. But I still did not dance. Didn't know. I did not know how to dance. Although you find out, wow. Cause you, you, someone takes a video or you see yourself in the mirror or something. And then you realize, and it's like, yeah. Oh, is that what I look like? And then I'm yeah. like, and then I turn around and I'll look at the person. I'm like, you are the nicest person in this club. You should, yeah. You should yeah. get an you're award. You are, you are a saint. And you dance not only what? once, but twice with uh, me. I, how often in my life, I can tell you that, like I got up in the morning, showered, got dressed, combed my hair, shaved, did everything, looked in the mirror, said, okay, left the house, then saw myself in another mirror wherever I was going. And it's like, how broken is my mirror at home? How broken <laughs> is it that, that I, didn't, I didn't see this huge patch of stubble that I missed, or I didn't see the gravy stain on the shirt that I'm wearing. Like, how, how did I miss this? How did I miss the fact that half of my head is not combed? You know? Yeah, yeah. it's always, yeah, it's, a, it's always, oh, dude, I would, I, I would make sure I look my, my, darndest you know at my best when i go to the club right yeah and, you know and, and i'm not trying to make it sound like i went to the club all the time i did not you know um but when i did uh -huh. i made sure i made myself a damn fool you know yeah well, because you have to you have to you have to not be ashamed right you when, have to you have to not look at what you are what you know you probably <clears> look like and, and, and step uh, forward. And you just have to be confident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I used to go clubbing a lot when I was in college because in a lot of college towns, that's all there is to do, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
it's a little bit easier when you're when you're in a college town because nobody really looks all that great. Like the girls look great, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, college guys are all slobs, all of them, every mm-hmm. single one of them. And I was one of them, you know. And you don't even really have to be a good dancer when you're in a college town. You just do the frat boy shuffle, you know, with the, you got a a drink in one hand, you throw the other hand above your head and you just start swaying back and forth. And that's all you really got to do. I don't know if that's still the thing from what I understand. uh, The kids these days don't do the clubbing so much. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's hard with the COVID. Um, Well, I mean, even before COVID. Yeah, I know. know. Like the, from from everything that the few younger people that I know is like, nah, party scene isn't really anything like it used to be. Doesn't That's sound like it. That's kind of sad. Uh, eh. I, There's I, always better ways to do things. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I I would like to think that someone out there is you know embarrassing themselves at, and and trying their darnest. You know. Oh, they're uh, still embarrassing themselves. They're just you know inventing <laughs> new ways to do it. <laughs> Well, that's good. That that because yeah. I mean I don't think that rite of passage uh, pa- uh, uh, right of hum- passage should go away. Humili- uh, humiliation is key. It's yes. key to the development of character. Oh, for sure. And, and for the sake of of uh, attaining the attention of the uh, of the uh, of the opposite sex, I think no, it's you're not you're not free Mm-mm. to be yourself until you have been humiliated frequently enough to the point that you just don't care exactly <laughs> exactly you're like ah this is not as bad as what i did last week <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> right yeah yeah uh yeah let's get into some happy shit so tell me edgar what did you do over the holidays what did you watch what did you read what did you enjoy I um I watched a ton of anime. Um we watched I did too. I don't know about a ton of it, but I watched I watched completely through two shows, but go ahead. Let's see. Okay, so I watched um I watched the end of um the last the last bit of the fourth season of My Hero Academia. We watched a bunch of Studio Ghibli. Yeah, stuff because we got the Wonder Woman. We watched Wonder Woman. Oh, I didn't. I have not watched Wonder Woman yet, but I did watch Tenet. Did you watch Tenet? I did not watch Tenet. Okay, so tell me about Tenet, and I'll tell you about Wonder Woman. What is it worth watching? Should I watch it? So I have I have a love hate relationship with Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, really? I love them Um, all. I love them all. Ah. they're beautiful. The man ma- knows how to make movies beautiful. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the mind fuckery isn't clever. It's just mind fuckery. And, <laughs> you know, and um, like, so for, so when I saw Inception, I, in the theater, I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen, you know? And then, a couple months later, I rewatched it and I was like, this is horse shit, you know? Um, and like Inception was gorgeous and the, the, the cinematography, the, the action shots was, was all beautiful. But at the end of it, you know, when 
as the second time you watch that movie through, at least for me, I was not like, this is a work of genius. I was like, this is, this is a very flashy bit of disposable mind fuck. Hmm. Um, it, I, I didn't, the second time I watched it, I didn't think it was particularly clever. You know, I hmm. just thought, I just thought it was kind of loony. Um, and huh. that's how Tenet was. Now I've only watched Tenet once. I haven't watched it a second time. First, first reaction is it's fucking long. Uh, it's really, really long. Um, second reaction, just like Inception, it's beautiful. It's okay. a beautiful movie. And the action sequences are outstanding. And there's a lot of detail in it that if you're paying attention, you catch it and you, you think to yourself, oh, my God, that's a that's a clue. And, you know, it'll be little details in the fringes, pieces of the background. And then like five minutes later, it's like, yep, that was definitely a, a clue. And it was and you feel gratification because you saw it. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to think what I can talk about Tenet without spoilers. Right. Yeah. Because, you can spoil um, some of it, but don't don't tell me don't tell me. Too I will. Much. So I, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know like like uh, how the movie works because I know that there's like some yeah. really complicated nonsense about it how gets, it moves. It gets very complex and complicated, and it deals with uh, there is some some dealing with moving backward and forward through time. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I don't need and to the know. whole the whole movie is is. Uh, a very specific kind of agent is working to uh, prevent a potential world ending calamity. Okay. Interesting. And it involves traveling back and forth in time, but not in conventional ways that we may be familiar with. And there's a little bit of genius in that, you know, the way that that's portrayed, the way that it's, it's worked into the film is, is genius, but the whole concept, the whole construct, it's not clever. It's just batshit. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's mind fuckery for the sake of mind fuckery. It's not mind fuckery for the sake of intellectualism, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that matters to me. Um, no, and it doesn't have to matter. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, because I mean, uh, uh, like you know, not too long ago, I saw Thanos die, and then a new Thanos pop into the future and try to fucking do what he did again. You know, like yeah, yeah. like so, like making sense of shit doesn't. That's not necessarily. That's not necessarily. And you you have to. Uh, and for me, I had to do that. I, I got to a point with the movie where I had to just kind of sit back and say. Stop trying to be clever. Like stop, stop trying to see the movie to, to see where the movie's being clever and just watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. I will say that there is a scene very early on that for me kind of spoiled the movie mm -hmm. uh, in the sense that what happened in that scene and the way it played out, I was able to be like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. And then what ended up happening for the whole rest of the movie was exactly like 
And, but I do that all the time and it used to drive, um, it's driven every partner I've ever had insane (laughs) because I'll, I'll do that. Like I'll sit there in the movie theater and I'll usually like, I'll have a moment where I throw up my hands and it's like, well, I know what's going to happen. And, and I'll turn and I'll be like, this is what's going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. And then it ruins the movie. Yeah. You're the, you're the guy who, you're the guy who ruins seven. You're the guy who ruins. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, exactly. And it's just like, um, and it's, it's not like I have that as a goal in mind. It's not like I go in into a movie with like, Oh, I'm totally going to figure this out. That's not, it just happens. <laughs> and and when it does happen, it pisses me off because I, I expect the movie to be smarter than me. I, I, I can enjoy that if it's super clever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I just, and if, if I feel like I got me, lucky mm-hmm. that I guessed it right, I feel like I won something. Like I should get a yeah, prize, sure. you know? Right. Because I guessed it, this movie could have ended a hundred different ways, and I and, guessed the one. And for me, this movie was not clever. I'll, I just I'll put it that way. I think it was a, a beautiful movie. It was well made. Mm-hmm. Um, what the the it's like I said, it's a Christopher Nolan flick. Yeah. Um, and the the main actor is you know relatively new to the big screen. This is kind of his feature film debut. Um, it's uh, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. He's pretty fantastic. He does a great job in this movie. Um, uh, he's Denzel Washington's son, uh, and, but I didn't want to introduce him as such because I want him, you know, I want to introduce him as himself. Uh-huh. But so there's John David Washington and uh, what's the other dude? The dude from uh, Harry Potter. Um, Robert Pattinson. Okay. And um, Harry Potter. He's in all those uh, vampire. Uh, yeah, he's in the movies. Twilight movies too. Yeah. But he played Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, there, there are some great actors in it. Absolutely. Some great performances and beautiful, beautiful, riveting action scenes. Riveting. Um, and just like Inception, where they do all the mind warping reality shifting like fight scenes. Mm-hmm. This does the reality shifting, but in terms of time moving backwards and forwards. That's interesting. And that's really interesting. Um, I just, again, I, I don't want to carry on about it. I just didn't feel like the movie as a whole was nearly as clever as it thought it was. Okay. So this this kind of has the same kind of feel that I have in terms of complaints that I have for Wonder Woman. Okay. But, but now, and I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so we're, we're, we're equal here. Yeah. So, so, uh, but tell me, should I watch it? If you have about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if, you, if you like Christopher Nolan movies, I love Christopher Nolan movies. So I probably will watch it. Yeah, it's, I, it says it's got a runtime of two hours and 30 minutes. I felt like it was longer than that. Because you're traveling back and forth in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I must have been. <laughs> so um, so then my complaint of, uh, and let me let me preface this with, with the fact that I actually like the Wonder Woman movie. And um, 
I'll probably watch it again. I don't know if I'll watch it a third time, but um, there's a few complaints. Um, again, I don't want to give too much away, but there is, but uh, all the gorgeous, passionate action scenes that you get in the first movie, that doesn't really happen here. Because okay. I mean, like the no man's land scene, there is nothing like that in this movie. Uh, that no man's land scene was fucking awesome. And, and, it, and Patty Jenkins is really good about, you know, including men in the movie, but not downplaying them. Right. Because in that scene for no man's land, wonder woman was the one who kind of, you know, we all, we have all seen this movie by, by this time, but like in the first movie in no man's land, she's taking the fire. She's distracting the, you know, the, the, the Germans, they're Germans, right? They're Germans. I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> you didn't see the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Germans. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So she's distracting the Germans. The Germans are shooting at the shield and then the men on the side are like taking are picking off the soldiers, right? So that doesn't, there isn't, you know, so the men really play a role, but she's still the star of the show, right? And she continues to kind of do that in, in, in this movie. My problem with the movie is, and it's kind of like the problem that I kind of hear that is kind of, with Christopher Nolan is, is that you are, you are mate, you are shooting an experiment. Yeah. This is not a, this, this is not film school. <laughs> I am giving you my money because I want to see something awesome. And if I'm giving you money and the fucking studio is giving you money and all that stuff, you should be the expert at making awesome shit on the screen. I don't want to go and see somebody's fucking film experiment. <laughs> I've well, been I've been to film school. I've seen that shit, and all of it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I like a little bit of experimentation in, in my movies. It's just a matter of sometimes it goes disastrously wrong, right? Yeah. Well, for for reference, we talked about Cloud Atlas. That movie is a honking pile of garbage, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's a rough but one. But it was it was a bold, audacious experiment, and it went wrong. It um, and it's a, an experiment. I don't want to see an experiment. You know what you could do? You can take your experiments and put them maybe on YouTube or on Instagram and stuff like that. Go ahead and experiment your shit there. I want to see something fucking awesome. Don't give me your fucking film school shit. You know, like. Because I've seen yeah, it, but I've, you you loved Inception, and that that whole movie was an experiment. That that movie's awesome, right? But I, I but it was an experiment. Maybe I don't know because I don't know if he knew this movie was good. You know what I'm saying? Like he knew. Okay, I have this idea. Uh, okay, and he kicked uh, the, the idea around, and he had his buddies talk to him. Yeah, about I think it. it took him like a decade to make that movie. So you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, whatever experimentation he did for that movie, he did it. Whereas Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84 was written in the last three years. Yeah. Right. So like, okay. I don't, I got I don't, you. It wasn't, it, 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 okay. It was not necessarily as refined as it could have been. Is yeah. You're getting at. And that's what I'm getting at. And, and because, I mean, if, if you go to a film school uh, screening 
And I encourage everyone to go see these things because it is, uh, if you haven't been to a film school screening, I, I totally, totally encourage you to go to the, the film school sc uh, screening only because there are so many people in there who are trying their fucking hardest to be unique and different and, and, or be their own, you know, John Moo or Scorsese or whatever. And, and, uh, and, some and they've, but if they're in film school, by the time they're in film school, they've been told their whole life that they're brilliant. Or, or they suck. Who knows? You know, like, like someone, someone's told them. No, 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 no. Nobody would be in film school if they had people telling them that they were awful. Somebody's been telling them, this is what you're meant to do. Somebody's been encouraging them. I have no idea, but for sure the teacher is right. The teacher, yeah. the teacher's yeah. not gonna like shit on their on their on their ideas because the teacher wants them to produce stuff, right? And and the teacher knows that you know this might be their one shot at making something you know that could be very unique, right? And and if they're gonna become filmmakers, actual filmmakers, they get to kind of begin what would be their style. Right. Yeah. They're, they're experimenting with their style or whatever, whatever techniques that might be incorporating later in life. But I have seen stuff where people animate paper clips and they're not doing anything other than just kind of squiggling around to weird music, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, like it's just a fucking paper clip. And then everybody has to fucking clap at the end, right? <laughs> that was fucking genius. And I'm like, that was a fucking paperclip. That fucking did it. All they did is swiggle around to the music. That's not fucking genius. That's fucking bullshit. You know, like, <laughs> but you know, like it, you're not going to say anything because eventually your bullshit's going to be on the screen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, your bullshit is genius. But my bullshit is genius. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like, that's what I felt like the Patty Jenkins was like. She she was trying some stuff. Um, I it did not work for me. Damn it. And I and I and I don't think that she should be trying this kind of stuff. Um, she should know what the impact will be. She should have known that this was going to be divisive, or at the very least, uh, not well uh, received, because it's not well received through you know across the board. Yeah, it has not been getting great reviews. No. And, and, but I like the movie. Like I said, I'll probably watch it again. I would encourage you to watch it if you have access to yeah, HBO if, Max. If and when I get access to it, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's yeah. not, I haven't been blowing it off. It's just, I don't have the HBO Max. Yeah. So. I don't know if this movie is uh, the thing that makes people buy into HBO Max. You know what I'm saying? Like if... If, right. If you ask me, should I get HBO Max so I can watch Wonder Woman? Is Wonder Woman? I, I don't know if I could say yes to that. I don't think I could say yes. Buy it. You got to watch Wonder Woman. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I think you can wait to watch it if you if you want. You know, I don't know how you'll get it because I'm. Th I think it's going to be exclusively on HBO Max for free ever. You know, like you're not mm -hmm. going to or not free, but you know what I mean with the service. Yeah included yeah like you're not you you would have to buy it otherwise but i don't know I, I don't it's not the first one the first one was really good and the first one has problems with it you know there's a lot of problems with the first one but the first one was fucking amazing you know yeah yeah the first one was historic it yeah was, it was awesome yeah
And and this is not that. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. So what else did you watch? Well, I did a lot of reading too. Mm. Um, and interesting that, you know, the first thing I talked about was Tenet, which involved all sorts of time shifting. Um, I read two books by the same author, uh, Blake Crouch, science fiction author. Mm. Uh, some people might be familiar with Blake Crouch. He in, came up with the Wayward Pines series. Mm. Uh, and I know they turned that into a, a mini series or something on TV, some channel. Uh, but I wrote, I read a book called Recursion by Blake Crouch. It's all about uh, time shifting and the, the mode of the time shifting was pretty novel. The idea mm-hmm. behind how people were shifting through time was a, a really interesting uh, novel approach to things. And it actually, it kind of reminded me a little bit the way that people would shift through time. It has to do with memories Oh, and uh, and kind of traveling in time through your, through your own memories. Mm-hmm. It's more complicated than that, obviously. But um, one of the things that they talk about in the book, and I looked into this to find out if it was just something that he kind of invented for the book or, or whatnot, is uh, at the moment of death. And I looked into this, and it's true. Your I think it's your pineal gland in in your brain releases a flood of DMT, Mm. right? And this is, and and it's speculated that this is why people who have near-death experiences talk about their life flashing before their eyes or or seeing all sorts of things Mm. is because your your brain is getting flooded with this hallucinogen, right? Interesting. Um, It's also how dreams work. Okay. Uh, that your your pineal gland releases DMT into your brain while you're sleeping, and it conjures up all of these um, visions, basically. Uh, and it reminded me of the White Room. Interesting. While I was reading this book, it reminded me of the White Room because it's like, well, that's that's how Edgar got to the White Room. I was go- I was about he to had say near death experience, and. He he experienced DMT for the first, well, maybe the first time in his life. Oh, wow. So here, get this. So uh, a friend of mine told me that when he listened to the podcast, that he has not a white room, but a purple room. And I was wow. like, holy shit, this is real. You know, like, yeah, like there's a place, you know? Yeah. And, and now and now you took that away from me. No, I'm not taking <laughs> it away from you. I'm not taking away from you yeah. that it you get to go to the white room just like the people in the book get to go to different points in their life. That's fucking it's you so, know that's so crazy. So the DMT, so you release this drug basically. Yeah, your really, your your body releases a, a, a huge dose mm-hmm. of of a powerful hallucinogen mm-hmm. into your brain, and you know who knows what look. I, People say that DMT is a hallucinogen. Is it a hallucinogen or does it um, serve a function? Does it serve a function? Does does it um, remove certain barriers to perception, uh, you know, uh, allow us to perceive things that are going on in the world that our normal perception prevents us from seeing? You know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you, you took the white room right. and then you give it back. That's what I'm. Yeah. 
But um, now um, it's it's an interesting concept. I read another book by Blake Crouch called Dark Matter, which is not so much about jumping through time as it is about jumping through parallel uh, universes, excuse me, uh, parallel realities. Mm -hmm. And both really interesting books. I can't say, I don't know if if you're a big reader, if you read much, uh, anybody who's listening. Both of the books are written in um, like uh, present tense, like it's all happening right now. This is what's happening right now. It's not, um, it's not my favorite style, Mm. but the stories are really cool. And for, you know, these would fall into like the realm of speculative fiction, not, not necessarily science fiction, but uh, speculative fiction in that it's it's science fiction that has an interesting basis in in real physics and real kind of biophysics and that sort of thing right dude i am so into this dmt book that you're talking about you're gonna have to give me what's the name of that book? Uh, it's called again? recursion it's called recursion. recursion by blake crouch I'm going to, I'm going to look that book up. I, I am not. It's an big, easy read. It's not long. It's an easy read. I, I recommend it. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I'm not a big reader. The, like if I, if I read stuff, it's usually like manuals to stuff or, you know, I usually, cause I need to learn something, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. usually kind of sit down for enjoyment. The only time I do sit down uh, to kind of read something it's with a, with a comic book, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And when I do read a comic book, it's usually with the kids. So it's not like sure. It's not something usually that I would pick for myself. Right. I've been reading a lot just because I, I got to a point where I just couldn't stare at screens anymore. You know, I, I couldn't handle it. It was making me on edge. And so I I turned off the TV. Like I've I've read dozens of books over the past couple of months. Um, and, you know, I read, I read those two books over Chris, over the holiday break. Uh, I read another book called the long way to a small angry planet uh, by Becky chambers. And it's the first book in a series. That book is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say there's a, there's the same kind of depth to it that there are with the, the Blake Crouch books, it's a pulpy space opera, but it's okay. good. It's, it, it was good. Um, and uh, I've been getting into, I'm on the seventh book now of the uh, Harry Dresden series, which is uh, written by a guy named Jim Butcher. It's about a wizard, yeah. Harry, Harry Dresden. But he's more, it's more like he's a wizard private eye sort of thing. And it's got sort of a, a detective noir feel to it. Uh, it's definitely adult. It's not like for kids, mm-hmm. but it's pulpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, these, are, these are pulp novels, but they're, they're fun. The weird thing is they're set in Chicago. And I don't know if he, like he makes errors about chicago oh like placement and stuff places where things are and it's it's one of those things where i don't know 
if they're errors so much as he's trying to establish that this is a Chicago in a parallel reality that's not our own. Uh, hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like he's got like he, he he's got Lincoln Park in more than one of the novels. Lincoln Park is like a bad neighborhood and the University of Chicago campus is in Lincoln Park. And it's like none of this is correct. You know, that's weird. Right. Or or like Oak Park was like on the north side and like. And so it's, it's one of those things that's like. I don't know if he it. I have a hard time believing that he's making mistakes because there are editors who would correct those mistakes. Right. That's a weird choice for stuff. Like, why do that? That's so weird. And yeah. So, um, but the books are fun Mm -hmm. and, you know, at first they're, they're kind of rough, but it's, it's fun to read a series of books and by the third or fourth book, the level of the writing like takes a massive leap forward, you know, Mm the like clearly he's getting better the more he writes you know mm-hmm. uh i like these i like the harry dresden books you know i might be being a little bit critical of them but i like them i like the character harry i like the other characters in the books they're they're a fun read mm. um but other stuff you know i watched all with the boy because the boy's a big fan of it we watched all of demon slayer oh interesting is that good yeah oh it's fantastic Hmm. It's a it's interesting in that it does this kind of melding of traditional anime and like 3D uh 3D animation. Yeah. And it also does kind of it it jumps back and forth between real serious and goofy. Uh and then and the style changes with that. So like the, it'll be real serious and it'll be like standard anime, really artful, a lot of attention to detail in the characters and the drawings and the animation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it'll jump to somebody having a temper tantrum and they're very cartoony and, uh, you know, it, and it's, it tells a really neat story. I got to um, check that out. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, so Tanjiro is the hero and his sister Nezuko is, uh, his family gets basically killed and eaten by demons. Ooh. Uh, the demons in the movie are demons, but they're like vampires in that, you know, sunlight kills them. They eat humans or they drink human blood, you know. Mm. Uh, but they, in like the traditional anime style, like demons, they all, every one of them has a unique and different form and different sets of supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. And Tanjiro becomes a demon hunter. There's like a demon hunter core. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, and, and he becomes one of them. And then he, he ends up sort of accidentally teaming up with two other demon hunters. And Anyway, I, I mean, without getting into too much detail, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was hesitant to get into it, but the boy was adamant. And we spent, you know, it was it was a good experience. We spent most of the break, you know, every day watching a couple episodes together. So it was so, good. So one of the things we that I've uh, been trying to do is kind of uh, introduce these characters, uh, these new anime to the kids. Yep. Uh, and simply because we've, I bought 
a few games for the for the boy for my boy um on his switch because first of all okay. he, he got himself a switch the little seven-year-old bastard okay. got himself a, a switch all by himself on top of your switch you score a ps5 yet I have not. No, neither that, have I. That is a fucking topic of that's a sore one. Like bunch uh, of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Walmart, I believe, uh, stopped a bunch of these um, scalpers. So yeah. like, they were able to kind of and figure Best out Buy. If- Best Buy did did something too, and that ended up actually working against me. Oh, really? Uh, well, because the way Best Buy did it is they would release inventory online and then they kind of had a sort of a queue system the way that PlayStation Direct did. Yeah. And I like I got through the queue and they were like and on the website, it was like they're still in stock, add to cart. But you couldn't have it shipped to you. It was store pickup only. And none of the stores within 250 miles of me had it. So I couldn't. Uh, it. Right? Yeah. And it was it was just really frustrating, you know. But anyway. Yeah. So tell me about the the Switch games. So I got him um the My Hero uh fighting game on the Switch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also got him Jump Force. Okay. And so you know, we 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 know the uh, my hero characters, so so it was cool to kind of go in there and play all the main all the characters and stuff. And you know, we also he but he doesn't know all the characters in Jump Force. So I've been trying to kind of introduce him to some of the other ones because he knows who Naruto is, he knows who Goku right. is, he knows who who else, he knows who who the characters from My Hero are because they're in there too. So he knows. So this to, is like Super Smash Brothers, but with every anime, every fight anime. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds like a game would be up my alley. Dude, it's a fighting game. I fucking love this game. I fucking love this game. And they got like super duper duper moves, you know? So like you, 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 and they're super easy to do. It's like you hold yeah. this button and you smash that other one. Yeah. And then yeah. boom, the whole screen yeah. goes up, it's, right? I, I love it when they design fighting games specifically for button mashers yes oh this right. game is this yeah. game is all for the button masher which is what i am you know but yeah. and apparently yeah. my son is too so get this so um he, we play these two games back and forth like this he's got other games that he got to for christmas and all that like uh mario kart mario party dance whatever 2021 whatever he's got a bunch of all these, all these other games we've played those games but uh when he's in the mood we jump on these fighting games the the my hero and the jump force and we just go to fucking town and this and and at first when i started playing with him i was like okay i'll let him win one you know because he's little he's seven you know so i'm yeah. like i don't want to like destroy him you know and then have him like hate right me. yeah so like okay you know oh you beat me oh you beat me this sucks oh you're so bad why why you cheated you know I'll just say nonsense right then finally I'm like okay time to turn it on I'm gonna teach the boy how to lose right and I can't fucking win uh-huh. <laughs> he fucking yep. he and, and then like like I did this a few times where I was like I can't it's hard to beat him right but I'll beat him here and there these days he'll beat me. 10 in a row 
And then if I beat yeah. him once, he loses his fucking mind. Dude. Yeah. yeah. He gets so pissed off. He starts getting angry. He cries. I'm like, what? You just beat me 10 times. I'm sitting here with my fucking, you know. Oh, that's the, my, my boy. He's not a boy anymore. He's 18 now, but uh, we'll play Street Fighter. Oh, uh, yeah. Whichever Street Fighter is most current, right? Yeah. And of course, I'm good at it. Right, because I played years of Street Fighter. Yes, but he he assumes I suck at all video games because I'm old. Right. Yeah. And then we'll play Street Fighter, and you know I'll take like five out of seven. You know, or like I I don't stomp him like ten in a row or anything like that. Yeah. But you know I'll take I'll take the majority, Mm -hmm. and and he'll just get pissy. It'll just get so pissy <laughs> because, but I'm, but you're supposed to suck, you know? Yeah. And he'll, and he'll yell at me for button mashing. It's like, I'm not button mashing. I just know how to play the game. Does it know? matter if you're button mashing? So what? Or, you're yeah, right. Right. Yeah. But, but no, nah, but, and, and like, he's, he's a button masher too, but <laughs> it's, it's like, no, I just, I know how to play the game. Yeah. Don't get mad at me because there's one video game that I'm better than you, you know? Oh my son! Will but it, it it makes me laugh. It it makes me laugh because I suck at most video games. So oh dude, uh, like the last time I played with him, and he and like again he beat me like ten in a row, and I finally and I'm and I'm fucking trying, bro. I am trying my balls off. Yeah, and, and and I get to the point where like I finally beat him, right? And I'm like, yes, you know. And I can't even go yes because he'll fucking lose his mind. He'll call. Yeah. Me, he called me a cheater. You know, you can't. Like, and that's the thing I love. You can't cheat at a fighting game. You you really honestly can't. But he doesn't know that he's seven, yeah. right? But yeah. All yeah. he knows is that he didn't win, and it's my fault that he didn't win. Oh yeah, you know what he's gonna do next? He's gonna take over the capital. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Well played, my friend. Well played. You get the trophy for this one. You're the champ. The joke champ. Thank you, sir. I I I don't even know what I could do now. There's nothing, there's no joke better than that right right now. There's no whoever not today. Not not today. today. Okay, that was the best you're gonna get on this episode. You can go away now. Wow, no, dude, like, uh, fuck, man, that was that was a good, glorious joke. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, he he'll kick my fucking ass, dude, like ten in a row, and it is, it 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 it. This last time, he was gloating and laughing <laughs> and, and 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 going like, what, what, why did you lose? Like, I, you know, it's not my fault. You suck, kind of talk, right? Like, <laughs> he'll, oh, he'll sit there and shit talk. The whole time, look. Oh, I'm winning. Oh, look at. Oh, you messed up. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, if you weren't this tall, I'd kick your ass right now. You know. You know what I w- would always say uh, to people when they were playing games. I used to do this to Beth all the time. She'd be playing a game, and she'd be really struggling, like with a new level or something. Uh-huh. And I would just like real subtly tell her, okay, keep playing. Eventually you'll get good at it. <laughs> you know? And it's like the worst thing you can say. 
you yeah. know, it's like yeah. just the, the, the most subtly just dig it right in there. I say that to the boy every once in a while too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, um, I can't even say that kind of stuff. Cause he, he, he gets so angry when he loses. He, I mean, he starts to tear up, but I mean, he's a little guy. He's seven. Right. Yeah. But like when, but he beats me seven in a row and I'm feeling small, bro. <laughs> cause like it, I feel like I, it's because like I'll lose a couple and be like, ah, okay. So I lost a couple. I'll get them eventually. Right. Yeah. No, but he keeps smashing me. Right. And he keeps smashing me and I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, fuck man. Like I'm trying hard here, man. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling, and he's laughing and gloating and all that shit. And I'm getting, I'm feeling, Ooh, I'm feeling angry. And I'm and. And my but son, you can't show it, right? I can't show it, but I'm I'm heated, and he knows. He knows. The little bastard knows. I'm fucking. I'm getting heated because he looks at me and he's like, "What? What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, you you knew you're getting under my skin." And so, um, oh, and this last time, the last because we played like I don't know two three days ago. He he goes to me. He goes, "Okay, I'm done," and I'm like, "No, we keep we're gonna keep going." And he's just like, "Why?" He's like. I'm I'm done. I'm done playing. And I'm like, no, we're gonna keep fucking playing. And he's like, oh, so, uh, why? And it's like, because I want to win, you know. <laughs> we're gonna play until I win. And he's like, You're so gracious. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, this is a 45-year-old man arguing with a seven-year-old, right? So then finally, finally, he goes, okay, fine, we'll play, right? And so then I'll win and I'll be like, yes. And he's like, I let you win. I want to go. Uh, <laughs> he turns it off and walks oh, away. Man. And he I'm like, knows. Ah. oh, it's, it, oh, he knows the buttons and he's only seven. Imagine when he's 15. He's dude. a fucking savant, right? He's a fucking when genius. You're, you're, you are going to be in hell when he's 15. Oh, he fucking, he, he pissed me off so bad. I just sat there and stewed, bro. I didn't even go to sleep till like three o'clock in the morning thinking about this kid kicking my ass in some yeah. stupid jump force <laughs> game. <laughs> fucking, fucking ridiculous 45-year-old fart. And, 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 and so get this. So every now and then uh, I take the kids downstairs to the basement and we we practice jujitsu because I got mats down there and I got like a 15 by 10 set, right, laid out. Yeah. And so Listen, you got to make sure that that you maintain superiority in that dynamic. Well, here's the fucking thing, right? Cuz you I've already I've already told you what he's like when he wins in yeah. video games, right? So we were rolling and I'll 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 do what I did with the video games. I'll, you know, I'll let him win one, but then I'll teach him, "Hey, you're not always going to win everything," right? So he did a particularly really good move, right? He went, he went, he like, he like really kind of smart, did this move, took my back. And then from my back, like I got him off my back and I got, and when he got off my back, he took my arm and I was like, oh shit, that was clever. And in my head, I said, I'm going to give you this one. Right. Yeah. Cause that was super clever. Like that is really like above what I think a, a little kid like yourself should be doing. Yeah, so I'm gonna let you have this when you deserve it, right? 
So he he pulls out my arm. He does all the things that you should be doing when you're trying to take the arm. And I'm I'm because I'm actually defending, right? I'll yeah. defend my arm. He does some neat little stuff to kind of break my arm loose, and he pulls it out. And I'm like, damn, look at this guy, right? And so like I mean, I'm strong enough. I can pull him up, right? But I'm going to give it to him. And I let him take my arm, and I tap, and he gets up, and he's oh, like, no. he's like he stood up and he put his hands on his waist. Like he's the champ and he's just like so proud of himself, bro. So fucking proud. And my wife was down there with us. She was on the elliptical, right? And I go, hey, babe, look at this guy. And then he gets up and he's like, and he looks at my, at my wife and he goes, what? Like he, he, he knows he was, he was clever. He knows he pulled something fucking like pretty snazzy out, right? And and he he was fucking proud of himself, bro. But like too proud of himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, this is that kid's gonna get in so much trouble, dude. Oh, he his ego he's, is this gigantic right now, bro. He's he is high school is gonna be one of two things for that kid. High school is either gonna be really awesome, yeah, or brutal. Yeah. Well, there's knows, not going to be any in the middle of the road for him. No. Well, he knows how to lose. Like, like uh, he knows what it feels like. So who knows what he, you know, at least he won't take it too hard. At least I don't think so. Because, I mean, he's taking it pretty hard right now, but I'm, I'm going to make sure he loses enough to, <laughs> so that he's not like, you know, like he knows that it happens, and but it's not going to like, it's yeah. not going to break him, you know? Right. No, just, just like uh, going to the dance clubs where, you know. Yes. You just got to get humiliated so many times in so many different ways that it just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Dude, how are you doing that? That is awesome. You just kind of did that again. You just like wrapped it up a fucking game. <laughs> are you time traveling, motherfucker? Are you going back and forth in time? Fucking writing this shit? Is a callback. This is a callback. Dude, it's just a classic stand-up comedy 101. You're fuck you're like a fucking mouth genius right now, dude. I'm a mouth genius, yeah. Yes. But yeah, dude, like (laughs) 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 but yeah, no, man. Like, yeah, he's he's I mean, you gotta learn how to lose. You gotta learn how to take a few lumps and 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 keep keep going, you know, and have some people say no to you. Yeah. Or walk yeah. away from you while you're dancing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or straight up fuck you up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Like ask the wrong girl to dance, right? It'd be like, right. yeah. and the dude, dude behind her is like, "What the fuck are you think you're doing?" Oh, dude, you know I didn't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, no, she's all yours, man. <laughs> e. What? That's life, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, other things we watched, um, we watched uh, all of uh, the th- like uh, the third season of Cobra Kai. I've been putting that off. I I I had enough of that after <laughs> at the end of season two. Like I really, had, I had enough. I was like, all right, I'm kind of I'm kind of exhausted of this, you know. Uh, but I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. I I can't get enough, but it might be because I'm all about the nonsense. I I love 
I love the 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 main protagonist, uh, Johnny Lawrence, because okay. because he, he is so he is just so fun to watch because he does and says all kinds of yeah. stupid shit. You know, yeah. like like he's he's definitely the dude who peaked in high school, right? Because yes. he yeah he he has not advanced, and it's like he basically woke up. And now he's in the the 2020. What is that? Like raccoons or something in your roof? I don't know. You got you got some. Invaders? I have no idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna take one of your phone off so I can hear it better when it happens again. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, like, so you heard some kind of sound in your house, and it's you. I, I'm saying it's raccoons, but what do you think Not, it is? I don't know. Sounded kind of like thunder, but like I said, I had my headphones on. I really, I just heard muffled. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, maybe Santa Claus. Maybe came late. If it was, if it was raccoons, the cat would be going crazy. Mm. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll keep a, I'll keep a ear on it. So anyway, like, um, so yeah, like Johnny Lawrence, he, he's just like so out of, you know, just in terms of time out of place, you know? And I just, I just love watching him say all the weird shit that like an old man would say, but he's not that old, yeah. you know? He's our age. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe a little older, maybe a little older, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, if, if you've watched the, the first and second season, I think the third season is worth watching. Um, there, there is a little there, but I think, and this goes to say, even for the first and second season, there's a lot of points where I was just like, just call the fucking cops. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like where, where are the police? Why, why did you guys just call the police or sue this guy or do whatever, you know, like, how did this happen? How did you get to this point? Like, how is this continuing to happen? So there's a lot of points where it's just like, I get a little taken out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's where I say I got kind of tired of it. It's like, it gets cartoonish, man. Yeah. And like there, there's some, I like how sometimes it's just silly. There's yeah. just silliness in it. Like the kid with the mohawk and the uh, hawk. He's got I love the that mohawk kid. and the giant tattoo, yeah. you know? And like, that's just silly. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's, it, I really enjoyed the first two seasons of it. I'm not at a point where I'm ready to jump back into it. I gotta, I gotta get a little further away from it before I get the taste back, you know? Yeah. I, um, I saw some kind of thing and this is not my thought. Uh, who did it? Who said it? It was strife. The warrior, this guy, this YouTuber, uh, made a really good analysis of, of the series, which I agree with. And, Basically, he was drawing parallels between Johnny Lawrence and Mr. Miyagi. That basically, Johnny Lawrence is the new Mr. Miyagi. And 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 because uh, he's he's well, explain. Yeah. I don't so know. there's a lot of things in in particular. Like for example, there are scenes where Mr. Miyagi tells um, Larusso. Danny LaRusso to, to be quiet. And he goes, quiet, you know, but he goes, Ugh! whatever, whatever he said. Oh God, that was horribly racist. Uh, but he, you know, but he says, you know, you know, be quiet, you know, in Japanese. 
And Johnny Lawrence does the same fucking thing. He says the same fucking thing, but in English, obviously, right? And so, and, but he does it in the same way. He goes, quiet, you know? So I was like, oh, that's super interesting, right? Like that, that there's a parallel there. And then there's other things like it. Like, for example, Mr. Miyagi was a handyman, which is what Johnny Lawrence is. And it's part of what he teaches, what he uses to teach um, Danielson or Danny LaRusso how, you know, in terms of like how he teaches him uh, um, jujitsu, karate, and, you know, just kind of like how to, you know, kind of grow, right? Like some of these skills help, you know, Danny LaRusso mature as he's teaching him, you know, jujitsu. Ah, jujitsu is at the tip of my tongue, but like karate and stuff. And the same thing goes for um, uh, Johnny Lawrence, except he doesn't use it to teach karate to Miguel, for example. He just, it's its a tool that he uses yeah. to kind of build character with him. It's just like, you got to do hard work, right? So there's a lot of like parallels. There's other, there's more, I don't remember them all, but like this guy, uh, Strife the, the Warrior on YouTube, he has it all laid out. Like, and it's like super, like he, he did a great job of explaining it all. And I was just like, damn, why didn't I, why didn't I see that? You know, like, yeah. I, like, I, I, like, I love the show and I've, I've seen the first two seasons twice now, you know, and I saw it once when it first came out and the second time just recently in preparation for this mm -hmm. third season. And I, I never drew those parallels. Hmm. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. But like, I, I, I enjoy the show, but uh, the, the cheese does not stop in the third season. There is well, it's good because it's the best part of the show. Uh, yeah. There's tons of cheese. There's uh, again, not to give it away, but there's other, there's other kind of developments. Some, something really interesting happened that I found interesting. Like somebody, somebody from one of the movies came in and I, I love that person's presence in the, in the show. And uh, all right. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I, I mean, it's, there is a lot of, there's still a lot of like, Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> really, really? Where's the cops? Like, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of that, you know, but uh, what else did I say? Oh, and I saw, I almost finished the whole season. I need to watch the last episode of that Amazon show. Ah, <sighs> What's it called? It's the it's the Truth Seekers. Oh, I love that show. Oh yeah, I have not I seen the last that. episode. I, I watched that. I got a real kick out of that show. Yeah, yeah. I I was binging it um, the whole like uh, during the break, and I didn't get to the last episode, and I'd be meaning to watch that last yeah. episode. So Truth Seekers is another uh, Nick Frost Simon Pegg joint. You yes, know, it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's got uh, Nick Frost is a cable, like a, a, a broadband internet installer tech. Yeah, but it's also but like- he also hunts, he hunts paranormal or, and he has a YouTube channel that like nobody watches. Yeah. yeah. The best part about it is that the, the, the company's called Smile and the logo is like a direct ripoff of like the Amazon logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like they're Amazon. It's basically yeah. they're Amazon. Like, and there's there's it's it's like a a subtle thing that 
uh, they're basically trying to take over everybody's uh, internet feed to brainwash them. But like they don't like like it's just subtly thrown in there. It's clearly like an undercurrent that at some point they're going to get to. Yeah. You know, but uh, but yeah, it's a at that whole series is is very fun. Oh, I I've been enjoying it. I, I enjoy it tons. And and the the characters, the the one black dude whose name is uh, Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get a kick out of that character because he's done like every job imaginable. Yes. And uh, uh, one of, I, I've done a lot of jobs, right? I, I have worked at a lot of jobs. And so like, uh, actually one of our coworkers, former coworkers, when we worked together, used to call me out on that all the time because he thought it was ridiculous because like for any story I had a like, yeah, I used to work in a pizza kitchen. <laughs> I worked at a pizza kitchen for two weeks. I know, you know all about it. Like I, I know I like I, I did this, I did that. Like I've I've done all sorts of different kinds of jobs. And uh so like I get a kick out of that in the show. Yeah. A ton. Well, you see, the, the the interesting thing about that is that it makes that guy the expert in everything else. Like, yeah, right. The, yeah. The, the, the Nick Frost character, he's, I don't even remember that guy's name, but I remember fucking Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is great, but like uh, the Nick Frost character, who's basically the main character. Um, yeah. He, oh, he's, and he's got Malcolm McDowell as his dad. Is, and, and it's awesome. He's yes. awesome. He is awesome. I love that dude. That dude yeah. on that show is awesome. But yeah, like, so um, Nick Frost's character is is the expert on the paranormal, right? But the other guy handles everything else. So it's a great idea that he's been moving around all this time because yep. anytime they need him to be an expert in something or anytime you need... You know, it's yeah. he's he's a great plot device, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you need any kind of exposition, this guy can fill that hole. Yeah. He's the expert in everything. Yep. I was like, oh, this is this is fucking genius. <laughs> you got so excited, you knocked your mic over. I know that was awesome. I love it though. I love it. I love it. It's, it's just like, oh, so what a genius idea, right? You have a you basically created a jack of all trades and, and he, they give it a reason. Like he has a reason for being like that. It's it's yeah, it's great. I yeah. I fucking loved it because it's like someone in the writer's room was sitting there thinking, okay, we need someone to fill holes here. Uh let's, you know, usually that goes to an old person, right? Like usually you have yeah. like a like a yeah. Giles. Who who would be the the Giles or the the know-it-all for everything except the paranormal yeah how do we fix this oh let's not go with the old guy let's go with a young guy okay well how do we make a, a young guy the we'll make him like he moved around a lot okay well why do you move around a lot so like i could see the thinking that went behind it i was just like that is fucking that is awesome yeah yeah i just i love that character and his name is not elton john it's something it's right <laughs> because they're they're like your name is Elton John and he's like yeah and he's like okay whatever you know and then eventually they're like so what's your real name you know like yeah because he's like Elton John's not my real name and he's like oh okay yeah. <laughs> he tells him the real name yeah. oh this is so oh this show is so good uh, I, yeah 
it's it's not the I enjoy it thoroughly. It's not the 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 best show on the internet, but it, it's I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a, ton, it's a ton of fun, and I mean, there's what there's I think there's eight episodes, and they're like twenty five minute episodes. So yeah, you can digest you know, them it fast. Doesn't, it, yeah, you can eat it up. Yep. Um, we also are well. I worked my way through uh, One Punch Man. Oh, I love both seasons Punch. of it. I love that. It's it's. You ever watch The Tick? I've or seen, or read the Tick comic books. I've seen the Tick here and there when it was on TV, but that was about it. Oh, it, I well, know. There's I, a there's an Amazon Tick series now too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so One Punch Man has a lot of very similar sensibilities to the Tick, in that there's like an endless supply of monster villains, you know, <laughs> and they're all wacky. Yeah, right? yeah. Like in in the first episode, the first. Um, what was it? The the first monster that the guy faces is called Crablante. Yeah. And he's a guy that turned into a crab monster because he ate too much crab. But the top <laughs> half of his body is this monstrous crab. And the bottom half of his body is human legs. And he's wearing tidy whities <laughs> Like that sets the tone for the entire rest of the series. Yeah. You know? I, I, um, I love that show. I have not seen the second season, but that first season is is fucking gold. And um, I I especially like. I don't know if you know anything about the sh- like how the show became a, a thing, but like uh, originally, and stop me if if you've heard this, but like originally, uh, the person who came up with One Punch was what they call a salary man or an office uh-huh. an office jockey or a cube jockey. And, and he basically, you know, like, I guess started scribbling this stuff on pieces of paper, scanning them and then throwing them on the internet. But the guy doesn't know how to draw. It's all like scratches and stickmen and yeah, like crazy bad drawings. And, but the, I mean, good enough to kind of, I guess, portray the story. Right. And so he got a, like a, a following next thing, you know, he, he, he started getting like noticed and then someone, some artist, some mega artist saw his work and was like, hey, can I redraw this for you? Can I? So like somebody came in and saw how cool it was. They redid it and then I guess put it out into the world and then it became an anime. So like this guy didn't even know how to fucking draw. Yeah. And, you know? and he created, yeah. Yeah. So and it, plus he was, he was, he was an office guy. So he was, you know, he was just. Yeah writing about himself i guess right in some in some respects yep and i mean that's like the the main character was yeah. like an unemployed office guy and how he ended up fighting crablante was you know he was walking home after getting turned having a bad job interview you know yeah <laughs> and and he was and he was basically like i'm not going to run away from you because what the fuck are you going to do to me? You know? Yeah. Right? Life like sucks I'm, already. Life, life already sucks. And then, um, Crablante goes after some little kid who, <laughs> well, he, <laughs> I guess Crablante was taking a nap in the park and the little kid drew nipples on him. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted to kill the little kid. And then the, this guy, you basically, 
kills Crablante and decides he's going to work real hard and become a hero. Don't don't skip over the description of the little kid. The little kid had a, a giant chin. The no, giant I, chin that looked like ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It a, it's so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like somebody really took what he was drawing and says, fuck it. Yeah. It's in right. the story. Fuck it. We're going to put it on the page. Yeah. And, it's and just, like one of the things that I love about it. So the main character spent three years and they don't give you a whole lot of backstory of him. Right. But mm. he said he spent three years training real hard, but like apparently his training regimen was just doing a hundred squats and a hundred pushups and running like a kilometer. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. 10 miles know, or 10 kilometers or something. Or yeah. Something like that. And, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, um, so like his training regimen wasn't even that hard and he just kind of became this superhero who can, uh, destroy anything with one punch and he's bored with it because he never has to really fight. Right. Yeah. And so every episode is about, uh, basically monster comes in and just tears up all of the rest of the heroes. And then he just kind of walks in and like gives him a punch and destroys him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, anyway, like it, it's great fun. And, and it, it is like, it's got a lot of the lunacy that you see in the tick where uh, the heroes are wacky. Yeah. Like my favorite of the other heroes is metal bat. It, it, one of the other top heroes is just a guy named metal bat. And he carries around a metal baseball bat and he, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He can wreck shit up with it, you know? <laughs> um, and uh you know, and, and that just like that's the tone of the thing is you've got heroes and monsters and the and and they're they're just silliness. It's just pure silliness. Just like with the tick, like the monster, the the villains are just weirdos, you know, and so are the heroes. Yeah. And one of the things that I get a kick out of is that the character um, Saitama, One Punch Man, Saitama, is drawn really, really. Um, simplistically yes uh, he he barely has a face he barely has a form well he's a know? thumb he's he's a yeah yeah he's yeah like say and uh all and like the monsters and the other heroes are drawn with a, a fair bit of attention to detail uh but the hero is and it, it kind of like reflects his attitude like he's he's bored uh -huh. with that that now he's so so powerful that that he doesn't have to it, like he never actually has to fight anything right and uh and so like his appearance is is boring you know yeah. I, I i get a kick out of it he's also like so like and, and to some of the points that you've made offline to me about him like he's he's also a little bit uh i don't, I don't want to say stupid because he's not exactly simple stupid. Though. he's, he's simple. simple and so yeah. that's kind of what I think the the when they draw him is what the thinking is. Uh, he's a simple guy because he he only lives to fight. He yeah. wants he wants that that glorious fight, that fight yeah. that that he has to dig dig deep down into himself and 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 grudge it out and 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 grind it out and, and win the day. That's what he wants. And every now and then he gets excited because he thinks yeah. he's going to get that. Yeah. And then he is sorely disappointed. Right. 
Because he comes out and he lands that one punch and, and it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's, it's done. And so it's like, well, the one of the points that you made to me was he is he is like a lot of office workers, I guess, might perceive themselves as as being not only kind of super competent at their job, but you know, also underappreciated, right? Yeah. Cause cause yeah. He is because in this world, the superheroes kind of have an agency or like, a, yeah, right. And, and you get ranked and you have to be licensed and all it's, that stuff to be a superhero. Again, it's like the tick, right? Yeah. Or like uh, Venture Brothers. It's also like, right? uh, um, it's also like uh, My Hero Academia. The, the, the okay. heroes, the heroes go through uh, a school and then they have mentors, et cetera. And they even have like, like uh, 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 what they call like when they work. And while they're a student, they work at, at the jobs. Fuck, I can't remember my own words right now. But like they're they're working at actual, you know, jobs and doing, you know, oh, they're just apprenticing and doing all kinds of stuff. And then eventually the goal is to get them out of school and certified and fighting crime, doing the job, yeah. right? Yeah. But also how well you do in school matters how well you'll do out in life. Like it'll, it'll catapult you to the top if you're at the top of your class, yeah. right? So uh, One Punch has that kind of thing. It's very kind yeah. of, it's got yeah. that Japanese perspective because that's kind of like what the culture is there, right? Like, yeah. But it goes and he joins the core with his, his disciple. Yes. <laughs> There's this other character, Genos, yes. who is a cyborg, and he sees One Punch take out a – basically, One Punch saves him, right, yeah. from getting destroyed. And he sees, sees him, and, and, and he's like, can you teach me how to be powerful, you know? Yeah. And One Punch is like, I don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so they go to join the Hero Corps, and the cyborg goes through all the testing – and he gets rated as class S, which is like the top, top superhero, basically. Yeah, and he, he gets ranked like D and C and whatnot. Or, like, yeah, yeah. And one punch gets gets rated as class C, <laughs> which is like the lowest level, like you're supposed to go stop purse snatchings and stuff. And, and it, like and it's it's ridiculous because like his uh in the physical test, like he blew everything away. Yeah. But there was like a written exam and and like he he blew the written exam because you know his response to everything was like punch it, you know. <laughs> punch it, you know. And uh and so he gets ranked really low but like really starts really rapidly moving up through the rankings because he can destroy everything with a punch, you know. Yeah, but they have yet to make him an S-class hero. And right where i'm at right because he doesn't seem to have the social skills or that that kind of mobility well also he's not and i mean they hit on this in season two and i'm not going to like spoil anything by saying this like he doesn't really care that much mm -hmm. about the rankings right he, yeah he, he he doesn't really give a damn and uh and so, like, he goes out and he beats all these monsters, and he never reports them, you know. And so, like, he did. He they, he's he's ranked really low, and everybody underestimates him, you know. Yeah. Um. He's oh, he's so great. It's just yeah. he's just so, like, all that is so great. Like, ah, oh, just fucking love that show.
Yeah. And I, I mean, some of the other heroes like Moomin Rider, <laughs> Moomin Rider is a, another hero who, as far as I can tell, doesn't have any powers at all. He's just a guy that rides a bike. Didn't he? Like, okay, so here, here's the problem I have with, with the rider. Well, he's a guy that rides his bike and gets beaten up a lot. I thought he's died. Didn't he die in an episode? I don't think so. He got I, beaten really, really badly. I could have sworn he, he got killed like a few times. <laughs> and I'm like, is this is that why this character is still around? Because he's, he's. I mean, maybe if that's the case, if, if he's immortal, they haven't revealed that, you know? Yeah. But like his, his whole. His whole character is that he just gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> but, but I mean, they, they also. And again, I don't want to spoil much like he. He refuses to stop fighting even when he's outmatched. You yeah. Know? But but he's just he's just he's silly like he's. I, he doesn't. He, he's not a very good hero. <laughs> well, he's. Well, I guess he's. He's like uh, the the take on on Batman, right? He's a superhero without powers, right? Essentially, <laughs> yeah. But he's nowhere near as good as Batman. <laughs> oh, exactly, right? Oh, I, I I think like his his what he brings to the table as a character is he's got the sensibilities of a hero, right? Yeah. He's got the integrity. And like an in- indomitable will, you know. Yes. Um, but like he's, there's nothing. He doesn't have any abilities, right? At, at least not, not that we can tell. Right. Yeah. Um, then, so there was an episode, and again, I guess not to give too much away for the people who are listening, but there was an episode where he was. I forgot what the villain was, but I remember the bike character was, like he he intervened. He was the one hero probably the weakest hero to kind of jump in front of this villain and stop this villain from destroying this building with all these people in it. Right. While there were other heroes, probably more powerful than him, even though not nearly as powerful as they needed to be, but powerful enough to kind of help fight. They didn't intervene. This one bike character intervened, stopped, you know, and jumped in front of him. And I'm thinking, Oh, that fucking villain's going to kill him. Yeah. And that's when Saitama shows up. Yeah. And again, as 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 it is throughout the whole show, is completely underestimated by the villain, right? Yeah, and dude, just punch and not just the the other heroes, the people, underestimated every which way. Yeah, because his costume doesn't help either, right? No, well, that's like they give him a name. I don't know if this is in season one, but like as he starts climbing the rankings, the hero association gives him a hero name. What is it? Caped Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his name, Caped Baldy. <laughs> I, I I love the origin that because again, it's like he just he just worked out so hard <laughs> that he lost all his hair. And then he lost his hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, it's and, and then like you said, like the workout regimen is something that you and I can do. It's not yeah, like it's, right. it's not yeah. anything special. Like even the cyborg is like and they, they, they make a whole, they make a big deal out of it, right? In the yeah. episode where he's like, "This is how you become strong," and the cyborg's like, "That's just strength training. Anybody can do that. <laughs> it's not even that hard." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that's any, anybody can do that shit. Like, how, how did you get? So it's like 
there is no real understanding how, or like right. we don't really know how this guy got his powers. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and like in, in season two, there's like maybe two really brief sequences that don't explain anything about how he got his powers, but it's like flashbacks into when he first started fighting monsters, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, and they're, they're flashbacks that like where it was a struggle for him to defeat the monsters. Right. Interesting. Uh, because he's, he's constantly talking about like, he doesn't, he just, nothing's a challenge and he's bored and he doesn't even know why he's doing it anymore. You know, I don't want them to explain it to me. No, I don't either. It's better if they don't, don't explain it to me. Cause there's nothing that's going to be yeah. as good as what I, as not knowing. Yeah. Cause if they explain it to me, some fucking radiation meter, some pill like injection, genetic gift. I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't, Magic, I don't care. Don't give me it. Don't just let me continue thinking this yeah. guy is nuts. This is like, oh, and, I come, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I want, and if they're going to explain it, it better be super duper ridiculous. And there's one thing that I love, totally unrelated to what we're talking about, but one of the things, the construction elements of the anime that I love, and it's, this seems sort of like a, um, convention in a lot of anime where you know they'll have the the song the intro at the beginning right and then they'll go through and and they'll go to credits and then there's like a little stinger after the credits right yeah but usually the stinger is a uh cliffhanger you know and a lot of the time on this show like it'll get to a point where it's a cliffhanger They'll run the credits and then they'll have a stinger at the end where it's like Saitama just goes and beats the shit, just like one punches, whatever the, the thing was that was cliffhanging to the next episode. It's just like, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> whatever, you know, that's, that's fucking genius. I love it. I love it. That is fucking genius. You, there's this episode this the, that revolved around this whole villain and then you take care of it in the, in the post credits. Yeah. That's, I, I think it's great. That is that is fucking genius. It's almost subversive. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. You see, I have no problem with fucking film school tests in this in this particular arena. Because I, I, I don't know why. Because well, this isn't like a big budget blockbuster situation. This awesome. is like low risk, you know. Yeah go ahead and do your experimental stuff here, you know? Yeah. And, but you see, the thing is, is like, it's not well, like, also, it's, it's not like it's not working. Yeah. Like every single yeah. episode. And I, nobody's going into one punch man with high expectations. <laughs> well, I you mean, know what I mean? The way he's drawn, right? I right. Mean, like nobody's going to go into that, a show like that with super high expectations. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the people who are making uh one punch, it isn't exactly Scorsese, and, right? I mean, yeah. And, and, it, you know, you see this a lot with other anime. Um, where it just takes itself so seriously, you know, super seriously. Uh, and like, one punch man doesn't in any way take itself seriously. You know, it doesn't, it's not like elevating the platform or anything like that. No, it's not it, trying. It's, it's 
beautiful. Yeah. It, it, I think, I think the spirit of the show and the spirit of the comic is, is kind of basically embracing the spirit of what the original creator just kind of was doing. And it's just like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I got a story to tell. Why not? Somebody reads it. Who gives a fuck? Somebody doesn't. Yeah. That's who gives a fuck. And, and I think that no give Do a they- fuck attitude just kind of permeated every single piece yeah. of this thing. But yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say something, but I thought it might be spoilerish, and so I don't want to go there. Um, go uh, for it. It was just kind Tell of me. blurring. No, like, do they do they get into the character of King in season one, or is that a season two thing? I don't think we know King in season one. Okay. I don't remember. And King. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. Okay. Um, uh, all I know is that there's the characters. There's that one dude who runs around naked, fights everybody who's like a criminal. Um, there's a bad guy. Because, I mean, they fight that one alien at the end, right? In, yeah. In the end of first season. Yeah. Um, so good. It's so fucking good. Anyway, um, what else did I watch? Obviously, we like Winch Punch. Um, I watched a little bit of uh, Attack on Titan because that last season okay. Yeah. That last season's coming out soon or something or has come out and I'm trying to catch yeah, up. Yeah, I probably got to catch up on that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even remember where I am with it. That's another one that I love Attack on Titan. Love it. But I can only spend so much time binging it. You know, I can only handle a couple episodes at a time. And then I just got I got to take a break from it because it's, there's a lot of intensity to it. And that one is another one. It does a lot of the same thing that Dragon Ball Z used to do that used to drive me nuts where you got a lot of intensity and you got a lot of tension and you got a lot of, a lot of time spent on, you know, heavy breathing and preparing to fight, you know? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of every episode is spent on like, not even exposition, just like, just, like you think about it. did you watch dragon ball z yeah but like like dragon ball z even even the like they would stretch a fight over like four or five episodes and and each episode would be like two or three minutes of actual fighting and then goku's internal dialogue or frieza's internal dialogue and they're just standing there flexing at each other yeah you know Oh, and uh, that happens a lot in, um, uh, come on, Titan. That, yeah, that, yeah, thank you. Attack on but Titan, yeah. That happens a lot in Attack on Titan, where you just have, um, just uh, trying to wind the tension up, but nothing's actually happening. That drives me nuts. And, and it, it's just like, I... I don't want to, I don't want to watch something that I have to fast forward through, you know? Yeah. I, I feel that there's a lot of exposition in Titan. Um, Cause there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of like world building and explanation for a lot of yeah. kind of like why the things are the way they are. Um, I've ruined that show for myself. Cause I, I went on a, like a Wikipedia. Oh, I do that all the time. And, and I was like, damn, that's awesome. And I wish I didn't know, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a great show, but um, did you watch the show Legion at all? I have not. You got to watch that show. 
I know it's a it's a Marvel property or a Fox Marvel property, you, but you gotta watch that show. I ruined it for my Is it, is I that just the ra- heard the noise again, and I have no idea what it is. Is it a raccoon or is it a ghost? It might be a ghost. It might be a poltergeist. <laughs> it sounded like a furnace starting up. I don't have a furnace. I have hydronic heat in this house. So what I have no clue what It's got to be outside. It has to be something. I mean, maybe it was like a snowplow going by, but it's not snowing. Yeah. Or a truck, maybe, um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, you got to watch Legion. That show is amazing. Uh, it's mind-bending and gorgeous. Um, I, 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 I don't even know that I have the right words to describe it. it it's a show that you never really figure out, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, and, but the, but it's, it it is clever and smartly written and totally, utterly bizarre. Uh, and I ruined it for myself because I went, I went to the internet looking for something else and looking for a detail about something else. And that's how you always do it. You, you Google something that just happened and then boom, you, you, you've, we ruin everything. Yeah. Uh, and I regret that, but that's a, that show is a bit of a slog because it's, um, it's very content dense. Oh, like you, it's not the kind of show. I don't know about you. I do this a lot where it's like, I'll put on a show and I'll be reading something or, you know, I'll be flipping through Facebook or, 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 or whatever. And this is the kind of, you can't do that with that, with this show, because if you, if you spend 15 seconds away from the screen, you have missed something important. Oh, it's just, there's another, there's a show like that on uh, Amazon on prime called the expanse. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is that show is also fantastic, but that, that one I had to watch. I had the first season. I had to rewatch the first four episodes like five or six times each. I like because because there's just too much. There was so much going on, and they introduce so many characters that it it just gets hard to keep track of all of it. You know. See the the problem I have with a show that has too many characters uh, is I eventually I just can't keep up. And uh, Game yeah. of Thrones is one of those shows. Yeah, I yeah, I, I have to admit, I never got into Game of Thrones. Um, I got into it, and I got I got I don't know like three seasons in or something, and then I was like, I can't keep up with this shit. Like, it's cool. I think it's cool. I want to keep watching, but I just I I have to watch episodes over again, and I can't do that all yeah, the time. You know, right? Well, so I mean, it took me months to get through the first season of The Expanse. Because I just kept having to go back. And I've noticed this. This isn't just with The Expanse. I've noticed this with a lot of more modern TV shows, especially TV shows that get complex and have a lot of different characters and a lot of different storylines going on. And it drives me nuts. Uh, They'll introduce characters. And they do a good job of trying to keep the interaction between the characters very realistic. Uh 
But one of the things that comes with that is they never say each other's names. They never, they never call each other by name. And so like with the expanse, I was like three episodes in and it's like, I don't know who any of these people actually are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their names are. You well, know, you should, you should be able to pause it at least on, on TV and you can, you'll get the IMDB coming up and then you can see all the names. Well, yeah. I mean, but I get but it. it. It's, you, you know, I don't want to have to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, no, I understand. And, and so, and I've noticed that like it, it's one of those things that sort of dawned on me while I was watching the fourth episode for like the fifth time. Like, why is it so hard for me to follow what's going on? It's because it's just like, they don't, none of these characters ever actually call each other by name. I don't know who they're talking about. Yeah. You know? Um, I got to check, anyway. check out the expanse. Sounds cool. I don't know if I it is a real, if you're into like, space opera type stuff uh-huh it's really cool i gotta check that out but uh but have you seen like one recommendation i have for you and if you haven't seen it is the uh, marvelous mrs Maisel. have you seen that i have not watched that i, I kind of avoided it because i i was in a weird headspace especially when that sort of came out okay of uh um you know i stopped doing comedy i stopped doing stand-up and like, I couldn't enjoy stand up as a, as an entertainment anymore. Okay. You know? It's kind of like, I know how the sausage gets made and it's like, and I, I'm, I'm definitely not going out here and saying I was a fantastic stand up comic and underappreciated. That's not the case. Uh-huh. I was average at best. Right. Uh-huh. I was good enough to get consistent work. Um, but like every time I've tried to watch stand up since I stopped doing it, I see the punchlines. I don't, uh-huh. I don't care who I'm watching. I don't care what their style is. Like I see the punchline, even if it's delivered perfectly and artfully, like I see it, I can see the construction of the joke. I know what the punchline is going to be and it, it ruins my ability to enjoy it. And so when marvelous Ms. Maisel came on, it was just like, I, I, I just, I was like, I, I don't want to watch the story of someone trying to become a successful standup comedian. I just don't want to watch it. You know? huh. I, um, but I've heard it's wonderful. I, I, I'm dismissing it out of my own kind of, yeah, yeah, I, don't, you, I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, uh-huh. you know, but I've heard it's really good. If you can get past, if you ever get to past the point where you, you can, and you get to the point where you like, uh, I know how the sausage gets made and I kind of miss going to the sausage making place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then, then you should watch this. Um, Cause I think it is, it is fantastic. And it's not all about her being on stage. There's other things involved, her relationships with people. She's got kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, uh, there's a season that's, uh, kind of interesting because there's there's a season where I guess she's kind of like a you know she comes from like a well-to-do family you know so they they there's a whole season where they spent the season at like a vacation resort and that's entertaining like that whole aspect so there's parts of it that I will never ever visit in my life you know aside from like the stand-up part like yeah I'll never do that 
but then there's other pieces of this. And I think that's kind of what I enjoy when I see things, when I watch a movie or a show, show me a place I haven't been to, you know, show me an aspect of living that I will never understand or see and, and let me kind of dip my toe in that water, you know? Uh, that's what I enjoy. Cause I saw some, I, I like, you know, cause I mean, she's not to, again, not to give too much away, but she's the character's Jewish. So I'm, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not Jewish. And so like, that's, you know, that, that's a, a aspect of life that I'll never see. And so it was really kind of fun to kind of take a look at that part of her life. It, it's just, plus it's like, you know, set in like what the, 30s or 50s or something like you know it's 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 awesome i i just yeah. enjoyed everything about it i think the actress that's in it i think she's fantastic she's she's not only like beautiful but she's also just a a, a solid performer like i just I, I truly enjoyed like her acting and me and my wife we watched that show like like all the way through we binged it yeah it's, it's a fantastic show. i mean i i feel like i should give it a chance right yeah it's just i i'm still close enough to it i get you because know, I, I i stopped doing comedy in 2016 right mm -hmm. um and now maybe it was 2017 well whatever i stopped doing comedy um and it, like it's still close enough to me that that like there are probably things like things that she, that I'm going to identify with like that she's having to go through you know yeah that that it's just going to be grading for me you know I hear you it's, and and it's not just me it's like I know so many people who went through that or are going through that right now going through that ringer you know that uh, my my fear is that. I'm going to identify with it in ways that are. And you're going to make me uncomfortable. You're you know? going to hate it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to hate it. It's just, it's going to be like, like I said, just kind of too close to home. You yeah. Know? That's too um, bad. Uh, but I, I'm sure I'll give it a shot at some point. So, okay. So get this. So then when you listen to somebody else's stand up, does it get to you? Does it bother you? No, it's, it doesn't bother me. It's just, I have a hard time enjoying it because even when I'm listening to somebody who's good, uh -huh. even when I'm listening to somebody who's like, uh, I'm impressed with, you know, yeah. I just, everything, I, I, I see it coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I, I just, I see the jokes coming. Well, you see, the, the other problem too is, is that uh, you're an old man. I am an old, unpleasant man now. No, yeah. not no. I think you're plenty pleasant. I'm just saying, like, I think I I think it's just you know you're an old man. You've you've seen all the stories. You've you've heard all the jokes. You got all the punchlines. And yeah. plus, you've 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 you know hung out in those circles. You you know all the punchlines. There's yeah. there's only a one. There's you know you formulate a joke. There's only one place you can go. I mean, come on. You know, yeah. and the ultimate joke is to get the haha, -ha, right? So it's yeah. just like, it's like. Uh, plus, you're a big reader. You know, uh, you you've you've seen all the stories. And I, there's been plenty of times where I've sit in the movie theater, especially like, it, I like, like 
especially in the beginning when I, when like I uh, when I was in film school or just came out of film school. I don't know why I talk about film school. It's not like I was like I'm a filmmaker, but anyway. No, but it meant something to you. Uh, it's well, yeah. It, it meant it means it meant something to me at one point. It doesn't mean so much to me now, but it, I guess is how I validate. But whatever. Anyway, so. Um, but I had, I would go to a movie with a friend who wasn't a film major and I'd be like, Oh, so this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And <laughs> oh, Oh, look at this. Oh, what a, what great symbolism. Whoa, what this. Oh, it's this, it's the standard hero's arc. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd sit there and do that. You know, Oh, this is the end of the first act. And this is the, you know, and so like I had a friend, a friend of mine tell me, she's like, you, you must not like watching movies anymore. Like, how do you watch movies if you like you sit there and you're going to pull them apart like yeah. that? Well, and that's that's exactly where stand up <clears throat> is for me right now. Like, even even if I'm watching a stand up who I enjoy, you know, yeah. or a stand up that I've never seen before, but they're doing it is it, their set is great. It, it's it's just like. You know, it, it doesn't give me a thrill, you know, see, I. I don't have that problem anymore with movies and, and, and stuff like that. Cause now it's like, okay, I know what the story is, you know, guy meets girl, girl meets guy. There's love in the end. They, you know, ride off into the sunset together or they don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I know what the, I know where it's going. And as the story goes, I can see where it's going. Like you're saying, right. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't like I don't have the problem with the ending. Like, show me the ride, take me on for the ride. I know where we're going. You mm-hmm. know, that's fine. I can, and it's weird because like I can do that with movies. Yeah, I can do that with books. You know, you like I was can't... saying earlier, like I I have a real bad habit of figuring out the movie. Yeah, in the first ten minutes, you know, and it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't necessarily ruin the movie for me is if it's a well-made movie i don't care if i figure it out you know um just because i'm smarter than the movie doesn't mean it's a bad movie you know yeah right uh something about the the stand-up i mean i i mean i probably have some hard feelings that i that i that i don't even realize i have about it you know Mm -hmm. there's probably even though i um know that I didn't want to do it anymore. There's probably still a part of me somewhere deep in there. That's like, but you could have made it. You could have gone. You could have made it. You could have kept going. Maybe probably somewhere in there. And that eats at me, you know, you can't, you can't do that to yourself. No. And I, I mean, I don't, Uh, I really, uh, uh, but anyway, so maybe I'll give Miss Maisel a, a shot in 2021. Maybe. Maybe we have a few more months. Yeah. Forget that we had this conversation and then maybe, you know, yeah. In March or something, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in terms of like, yeah, I don't have that problem that you have with the, with seeing the, the, the ending coming. And sometimes I'll like, I'll talk to someone and they're telling me a joke or they're, they're telling me a story and I know where it's gone. Right. And I'll just let them talk. I, it's some asshole down the street. I finally figured it out. What is it? What is it? Some guy down the street has like a driveway full of hopped up BMWs. Okay. And I, 
once in a while, he just goes out there and revs him up. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but whatever. Okay. It's it's a free country, right? At least it still is right now. To his credit, they're friggin' beautiful cars. Yeah. They're amazing. I wouldn't mind driving. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think uh I think we're getting we're getting towards the end here, man. It's we're, uh, we're 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 running close to about three, maybe two hours and a half now. Two forty-five by well, I don't know when we started recording, but yeah, we're we're creeping up there. Yeah. Um, you want to want to put a cap on this? Yeah, uh, you know, if you're listening, and if you're if you're and and you know through the magics of of metrics, we know there's about. 30 of you who listen to every episode. <laughs> there's, there's hundreds of other listeners, but there's about 30 of you who listen to every episode. And if you're listening, give us a review. Put, up a, put a few stars up there on, on, on uh, podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. Give, a, give us a review on Spotify, wherever, wherever you're getting the uh, podcast from the reviews help that they I'm, do. I'm begging i'm i'm showing you i'm not above begging <laughs> yeah i'm begging too but we genuinely like doing this we like doing this and if you're listening to it and you like it let other people know about it yeah <laughs> do us the favor yeah that'd be that'd be nice uh a few more people listening to this would be nice maybe maybe another five if we get another five that'd be nice you know another hey, five people. look if we can do five at a time you know Fuck it. Let's let's go six, man. Let's shoot for the stars, man. All right, let's shoot for six new listeners. You know <laughs> it means we, we we need reviews and we need shares. That's what we need. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, look, I was looking at the analytics. We're at what, like fucking like I think we got 30 people that are actually like legit like w- listening to it. And then there's a couple of like my friends. Who are who are listening to it like over and over again? I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome, you know. But like, not that like we know who you are, you know. We don't we don't have those kinds of analytics. Oh no, I can't. But I can't say that. but uh, no, it's uh, it's great to know that there's even 30 people out there who are career listeners at this point. Isn't it crazy? Like we gotta, we're doing something right for 30 people. For 30 people. And you know, that's awesome. That's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a good feeling. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. So, uh, this is the uh, Flow Road Podcast. We're going to put a little cap on this and call it a night. Uh, thank you. My, not my cousin, Dan. Yeah, buddy. And uh, this is Ego Traves. We'll catch you next time. Bye. That's our spiel on the fun stuff. If you want to keep on listening, you'll hear us talk on current events slash politics. And that's after the scratch. Yeah. Speaking of people embarrassing themselves. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I, you and I talked about this before we we, we jumped on. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
we're considering both, it's happening today as we're recording this, we kind of got to talk about it. You know? Yeah, I I, I kind of don't want to because I feel like uh, there, at least speaking for myself, I know there are better and smarter people that can say things that that will be inspiring <laughs> or make sense or be smart. I am just going to say the dumbest shit, you know, and I just don't feel like like at least me myself you I, you're a smarter guy you 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 probably have good stuff to say i will be here to like kind of rebound but i huh. but uh, but i don't i don't i i have nothing to say other than that it it's uh it's a little disappointing it's, so for just for context there you go while, while we're recording this thousands of trump supporters descended on Washington, D.C., and tens or maybe even hundreds of them forcibly broke into the Capitol building and kind of took it over, right? Yeah. Um, so they, and they basically did it while there was a joint session of Congress to certify the Electoral College results. Correct. And so what they've effectively done is, you know, they haven't seized the government per se, but they seized the building and chased the people, the chased the people of the government into hiding. And this is happening in America. Yeah. Like this is the kind of thing that you expect to see in the developing world, maybe mm -hmm. in younger governments, destabilized governments. And, you know, it's just, uh, from my perspective, a bit of a shock to see how steep the downslope got, right? Um, there are a lot of people who had a certain point of view that in the 2016 election, that was kind of like, oh, well, now we've peaked and we're on the downslope, right? We're, we're America's on the downslope. Because look at where our politics are taking us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, seriously, look, look, look at it. It's it's January sixth, two thousand twenty-one. It's the future, right? Yeah. And we have Americans chasing the government out of the Capitol building chasing the government, literally the government into hiding because they don't agree with the democratic processes of the, of the country. Well, here, here, check this out though. So these same people, you know, four years ago when, when, when the shoe was on the other foot, you know, uh, the left was crying about, who was in power, who was going to take office. You know, there were, we were, mm. you know, people were worried of, of Trump becoming president. Right. And, mm -hmm. and uh, they were being called snowflakes and you know, what have you. Right. Right. And, and, yeah. and whiny babies, et cetera. And so how being, being the, now four years later, this is happening. And um, have we forgotten already? Like what, what those people look like now you're the now you're oh. the people people are 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 kind of 
kind of talking about in that in that respect and and you you can't see that that's what you look like now you know like it didn't it didn't it it wasn't cool before yeah and it's not cool now and it's even worse now because now it it, you know it's not even peaceful it's it's people people are trying to I don't know. I don't want to say this, you know, but, but they're, you know, they're going into a cap into the Capitol building and no, they're ho- taking it over in a hostile fashion. Yeah. And, it, quite, and quite literally <clears throat> the Senate and the senators and the Congress people mm-hmm. were evacuated from the building. Yeah. Because it was taken with overwhelming force. Yeah. This is it, happening in America. Okay? In America. And I just uh, there's a, so many things that I could say, and they're all trying to tumble out of my mouth. And I again, I don't, I don't want to get down into the weeds of it. But if if you can't see that this is wrong, if you cannot see this and and say these people are wrong, and if you can't look at at this and and honestly look yourself in the mirror, and you can't say that Trump played a hand in stirring this shit up. Well, he told them to show up. He told them to. Yeah. And and there's no getting around that. And it, it's a disgrace. There's nothing else for it other than to call it a disgrace. And, you know, these people, if I don't think they actually believe that the election was stolen. I don't think they believe that. I think that they believe that uh, they're just, they deserve more or they, de- they deserve to win because they won once, you know, that's that, that, that they won once and they, they don't think they ever have to win again. That's what I think they believe. I think this is, this is what I think. <clears throat> I'm sure that there are people with the same kind of sentiment that you're you're describing here. Uh, But what I think is, and what what I think it is, and and what I've always thought it was, basically when when the left was doing it, when the right was doing it, when there was riots, you know, uh, happening throughout the United States, for all those protests that turned violent and other looting and stuff that happened, uh, those people, are the same exact type of person that's doing this. They may be on a different side of the team, but they're the same person. They're, they see that there's, there's, there's a ruckus that they can make, that they can do, uh, that, they can, that they can have, I guess, basically fun at, at what they think is a chance to kind of make a mockery of something. So, like for example, someone I, there's pictures of people sitting in the president's chair. Well, not the president's, but the speaker of the house. But the speaker of the house. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's it's it's they're they're not doing it because they feel that they're getting a chance to right or wrong. They're doing it because they see a chance to cause chaos, and that's yeah. What, and that's what and, this is. These are these are agents. And these aren't people. I think you nailed it. These aren't people who are out to right a wrong. They're people out to do their own wrongs. Yeah, because what it is. Because and, and the reason I thought that is is because there is someone 
walking behind like there there was i saw it on the news this you know it, it was i was streaming it while i was while i was working i was watching because you know it's happening you know as i was trying to finish my day and i'm wondering what i need to do right so i i see it streaming on youtube and this woman is giving a report and one of these you know protesters um walk behind her and starts yelling all kinds of nonsense right mm-hmm. and she's like let's and she said something oh, i can't remember what she said I, it, but it was basically something about let's overthrow the establishment and i'm like wait a minute are, are you here to 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 because i mean if you were if you were about if you were here to like correct the fact that president the, the that president trump should remain president trump then you wouldn't be overthrowing the establishment you know right. what i'm saying you, yeah you, yeah. you want to you want to basically you want the establishment to continue and, but in the and, order that you want it and, if you yeah. just want to blow shit up because you didn't you didn't like the result and, that's not that's not that's not what, it, what you're doing you know like this is the thing that I have such a hard time grasping is that you have people who over the last, during the last two elections, the midterm elections and the presidential election in 2016. And then even if you go back to the the midterm elections, all, all of the congressional elections while President Obama was president, you have people here who, you know, the Republicans have completely shifted what their platform was to something completely new and different. Nobody cares on that side, right? Um, and they've, not as of today, because the two Democrat candidates won their Senate elections in Georgia, but as of prior to the election last year, the Republicans had a majority in the Senate, they firm majority in the Supreme Court, they had the presidency, 20, I think 27 or even 28 of the 50 states have Republican governors, more than 30 of the the states have a Republican majority state legislatures. So you're talking about a party that is firmly ensconced in the power in all of the power structures. They are in charge of everything. And they're still acting like they're the underdogs. <laughs> they're still acting like they're being persecuted. Mm. They're still acting like like there's some huge liberal conspiracy at play. But they uh, they have all the power. How can the people in power be the ones being persecuted? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, let, let's just, let's be honest here. Uh, all those people who are in, in power, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, those, those people are not being persecuted, man. No, no. None of those guys. Persecuted. None of those guys. None of those guys. Some of them, I, I, except for maybe AOC, no, none of them know how to, what a real job is, you know, they, they, or, or it's been so long since they've done one yeah, that they can't identify with regular people anymore. And, you know, 
That's I a truly, I truly, but that is a danger. I truly yeah. believe though, there are a lot of people who get into politics because they really honestly want to make change, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot of people who get into po- politics and government who want, who have strong convictions and, and patriotism or, or empathy or compassion, whatever, and they want to make a change. And then just by being part of that system, they have to compromise a, a little bit here and a little bit there. And they have to, and I'm not talking about compromise in terms of like policy. I'm talking about compromising in terms of their own personal integrity. You know, uh, uh, I'll do, I'll do, if you do me this favor, I'll do you that favor. And that happens. And, and eventually it gets to a point where they're personal, you know, and every time they do it, they're like, well, I'm, I'm doing it, but it helps and it, it moves the cause along a little bit, right? Yeah. Until they get to a point where they've compromised so much of their integrity that there's no cause left, right? And then that that's where you get people like, uh, I'm going to bring people from both sides of the aisle up, you know, but that's when you get people like Mitch McConnell and people like Nancy Pelosi, mm. who they, they believe in nothing. They're, they are strictly political machines now. There's nothing left of them. There's no core value. And that's who's running the world. Well, both those, both those cats, they, they, don't, they don't know what a real person's like. Oh, we haven't been talking about this for 43 minutes, have we? No, but uh, it, starts, it starts timing me the moment we start, we, we start talking. Uh-huh. Okay. So... It's probably somewhere in the 15 or 20 minute range. Yeah. uh, Anyway. Anyway, like both those people don't know what it's like to be a a normal person. Uh, They, they, uh, they both have, you know, a crazy amount of money. It's not, it, they don't know. Money and power. And power. Yeah. But they have ridiculous money. There's, there's, it's just ridiculous. They, I, I guess like, Nancy Pelosi has some kind of like ice cream machine that spits out like all kinds of like flavors and shit. Like, <laughs> and, and in her house, in her house, you know, like who has an ice cream machine that's, you know, that, that spits out soft serve cappuccino flavored shit, you know, in their house. I fuck, I don't, you know, like it, it's, it, it's just, they, they are so far removed from what normal living is like that. They don't, they, they don't look upon the, they people. don't get it. They don't no. get it. They don't, not only do they not get it, but they, they, they kind of, they don't, they not only do they not identify with the people, but they also kind of don't give a fuck. You know, if they gave a fuck, right. you know, we wouldn't know, know what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. What they're really good at is uh, I don't think there's a single person in America who thinks either of those people give a fuck about them, but they're really good at making us mad. And they're really good at making us mad at each other, right? Yeah. They're really, really good at making sure that Americans think other Americans are their enemies. Yeah. Not not ideologically different, not with uh, conflicting sets of beliefs. No, enemies. And 
uh, as long as long as we keep going about our lives this way, where we think that we're enemies of each other, nobody's going to win, my friend. Yeah. Nobody's going to win anything. Yeah. In that situation, the only place that goes is America goes away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're all in this giant boat together and we all have an oar and we all have to row our fucking oar and we have to follow. We have to go in the same direction. And everybody's like, no, well, I'm not going to row. You know, like, I, I, I don't need to row. I need to be the guy at the head of the boat telling everybody where to row to. Right. Uh, no, motherfucker. Like that. All of us can do that. First of all, there's right. one spot for that. It's one dude. Second, right. second, whether, you know, whoever is at the top, unfortunately, we're going to have to fucking row the boat in that direction. Hopefully we, we stay on course and we, we mm -hmm. get to where we're going. But if you're going to, if you're not going to row and that guy's going to row the other way and we're going to row, we're going to just, we're going to fucking, we're going to sink. We're going to sink. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. And, you know, just on the top, uh, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that on the sixth day of 2021, the Capitol building would be getting taken over by fundamentally terrorists. Let's just be honest. Let's be very direct. Terrorists. Mm -hmm. I would have laughed. Here's here's the other here's the other thing that I and I didn't notice this. Somebody else did. Um, but the the news is still calling them protesters. The moment uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, they're 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 rioters. They're rioters. Mm -hmm. Anarchists. Some mm -hmm. people refer to them as anarchists, but rioters. That was the name that they called them, rioters. They are not even addressing them in any, yeah. other, another, in any other fashion yeah. other than protesters. Now, and I wonder if that is done on purpose from learning what has happened before, that maybe that's not the best thing to do. But regardless, this doesn't look good. Right. And, and meanwhile, and I mean, I guess they, they did start breaking out some tear gas at some point. Yeah. You know? But I didn't see any water cannons. I didn't see any rubber bullets. I didn't see any dogs, you know? Here's the other thing too. Like the news was saying that they, uh, they, they had uh, intelligence. The police had intelligence knowing that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. they, had, they had heard through their connections or whatever, <coughs> excuse me, that this would be a possibility. And somehow they seemed under prepared for this event. I um, I don't understand why they would be. Uh, it's an interesting comparison to make because uh, for those of you, and you know, it's somewhere that I I'm physically near, right? Remember, over the summer in Kenosha, Wisconsin, there was a shooting of a man. The police shot a man named Jacob Blake. Right. Shot him seven times or something like that. Uh, in front of his own, in front of his children, in yeah. his car. And, um, you know, they, they, they claimed he was going for a knife. Uh, there was video of it posted. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Um, and last night, in Kenosha, the, the 
the state's attorney announced that they weren't going to bring any charges against the police officer who shot Jacob Blake. And in Kenosha, they brought in the National Guard preemptively before they made the announcement. Just because they were afraid, there because there were horrible riots in Kenosha when that happened. So they were afraid of more riots. So they brought in the National Guard before the announcement was ever made. Mm-hmm. One day later, there are protesters taking over, rioters, terrorists taking over the Capitol building. Now, if they if they were perfectly comfortable bringing what 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 is the difference is the difference that they were perfectly comfortable bringing in the national guard to scare off black lives matter protesters but we're not going to bring in anything to stop a bunch of white people wearing maga hats we can't do that i don't know what the thoughts were and uh, i'll be honest and and you know i'm not going to pretend to know uh, i i i'm not I, I wasn't in the room when when this stuff was happening or when they were gathering this intelligence. I'm not a police officer. I know nothing about what it's like to be a police officer or somebody who manages police officers. So I, I'm, I, I don't I don't know what the decision making uh, where where the decision making was coming from. Uh, I I want to think I want to think that maybe it was kind of this might have been like an individual person's error. It might have been someone's call and they said, ah, don't worry or, about it. You know, let's talk conspiracy. It could have been a calculated, we're going to let this shit happen. You know, I, I would hope not only because I would like to think that there would be people who would be like, who would point that out and be like, that motherfucker let that happen on purpose. You know, because I, I assure you someone's head is going to roll for this happening. Someone's going to be like, so-and-so knew chief or captain or, you know, whatever the president, somebody of the police, whatever, someone's going to find out and they're going to, and they're, you know, because this is this, because I know, I know conspiracy is easy to go to. Uh, Having been in the workforce, I know people make bad calls. Yeah, people and, make bad decisions all the time. And and they may not be And I I wouldn't want to spark any conspiracy theory. I really don't want to. No, but it's 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 hard not to, right? It's hard not to with with what well, we have right now. When I mean when you have an entire summer filled with quote unquote protesters, although mm. rioters, but whatever getting riddled with rubber bullets, getting chased around with tanks, getting fire hosed, having dogs unleashed on them, police, you know, police dogs, but getting batoned. You have that all summer long. And then all of a sudden, different kind of protesters are taking over the Capitol building and none of that. I mean, some tear gas after the fact. Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on? I think uh, again, I think it's 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 not conspiratorial. I think it's it's someone's bad decision making because I mean we see pl- plenty of bad decision making going on with with 
with just, for example, the restaurant business oh, right now. Uh, yeah. You know, like people, you're, you're not allowed to have people inside your restaurant, but you can have these enclosed things outside the restaurant. Have you seen these things? It, yeah. it, it, it's, 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 it's basically another room. Another, it's, it's outside, quote it, unquote. It doesn't make fucking sense. You know, yeah. if you're going to do that, just let them have their fucking restaurant. Right. Yeah. And these businesses are losing are, are, are going under. Right. These people are, are, are in trouble, you know, and and you're making them do some wacky ass shit just for the sake of what it looks like. It's not fucking fair. It's not cool. Now, that is some poor decision making. Right. That is not a conspiracy. That's not a cons- there is not a conspiracy to bring down the restaurant industry. Right. Right. So I think that the case with the police not being prepared enough with these, with what's happening in DC is, is this exact kind of thing you have. It's, there's a human who's calling the shots and that human is fucking stepping in it. You know, he's just fucking it up. And, and, uh, and you know what, maybe the thinking was, let's not, blow this out of proportion, you know, it's, it's probably yeah. just bullshit. They're just angry. Let's not, you know, don't bring this kind of force out because then what's going to happen is you're going to incite, you know, and it's going to cause shit. Let's, let's, you know, and it puts them in a reactionary position. And then now they have to kind of yeah too late at, or, and, and here's the other thing too. The news is blown, might be blowing this out of proportion for all I know. And again, I'm trying, I'm just trying to be fair, right? I don't know what the news is doing. I am not there. I hope that they're telling us That's the truth. also a possibility. I, I guess I have to concede that, but I mean, the pictures from a lot of different, I mean, there are thousands of people, you know? Yeah. And uh, I guess. <sighs> and, and it's and, but, and, like, and to your like, point, there, there, there are pictures of people hanging out inside Mm-hmm. Sitting in chairs, acting like it's that, like that, that place is climbing the walls, climbing the Literally walls, climbing the walls, but sitting in chairs, know? putting their feet up on desks, acting like they yeah. own the place. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it, it boggles the mind because these are people who are, I'm sure to some degree, they're convinced that, that they're being patriots by doing this. I, I, and it's like it's like what well, you're 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 gonna save the country by destroying it, right? The only way to save the country is to tear it the fuck down and let it burn. That's what you're. That's 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 your version of patriotism, and it disgusts me to my core. I I yeah, I don't know what to think about that. I don't know why. You know, like, we have to protect the sacred institutions of democracy by tearing it to just tearing it straight down. It, it pisses me off, disgusts the shit out of me. These are people who don't understand what's it like. And and I'm talking about themselves. I'm not talking about, you want to talk about, you want to talk about entitlement. That's a very popular word these days. Entitlement. Let's talk about entitlement. What's the best definition of entitlement? Somebody who has never experienced anything even close to oppression or uh, true communism or totalitarianism and uh, values their own democracy so fucking little that they're going to go and storm the the building 
and take it over because they don't like the way that the democratic process is, is coming up. That's entitlement. You want to talk about entitlement? There's your definition of it. Well, I mean, Somebody who's so spoiled by having the birthright of democracy that they don't even fucking appreciate it. I just got lit up. I, I No, no, it's cool. Um, we have that freedom because, like I told you before, ain't nobody bought a goddamn shirt except for my cousin Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so you go ahead and say what you want because ain't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody bought shit. So... Have at it, my friend. You know, but uh, in terms of like that, that was not what I was. That was not going to be the point I was going to make. Here is the point I was going to make. But I agree with what you're saying. And it's and it's not just and it's not just white people. It's it's these left young kids too. They they're doing it too. They're like, we deserve this. We deserve that. We want equal rights, equal this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like sure, you know. But like then they 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 seem to kind of. It's 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 never enough, right? Like, which is what kind of was was happening with the safe spaces and the weird shit that was happening in the universities for a little bit. But that's a different subject. Anyway, it it, it comes from the same place, entitlement. But what I was going to say is, these people do not understand the risks that they are taking by doing something like this. Because um, I I I know someone that an acquaintance who, who, who works in the secret service industry. And this, this person has told me that, you know, from his perspective, that something like this will never work because they don't have the infrastructure. They have airplanes, they have tanks, they have well-trained men, maybe even half-trained men. Doesn't matter. It's more training than these goofballs, you know, storming the yeah. castle here right so with that said what it means is one you know one of three things you can possibly get away with it you know storm the castle as they say and then run away and live live to kind of tell the tale two you get caught and you serve some time depending on what kind of damage you have done or three, they fucking kill you, right? So these people who are doing these things either have nothing to live for or are not smart enough to realize that what they're doing is putting their them or and their livelihood at stake. Now, if they again, if they have nothing to live for, if they don't have a family, or if they mm -hmm. don't have they don't have a job, they don't have these things. Because I mean, and that might be the case for a lot of these people. Because you know, there's a lot of, you know, people who might not have jobs right now because of the quarantining and all that, right? Because of COVID. Regardless, these people are taking risks that they don't realize that they're taking. And if they were more kind of aware of what they were doing, they would not be doing that shit because someone will fucking shoot you or they will catch you and you will go to jail. And if you have a record, it's going to be harder for you to get certain type of jobs, right? Nobody wants a convict, right? It, it, you know, I, I don't know what, I mean, I know they're not supposed to do that possibly. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are for that, but it, they want you to divulge any kind of, you know, history like that. So this shit is going to hurt you if you do this kind of nonsense. Like understand that it's dangerous 
but they they don't see that they they think they think this is cops and robbers or something i don't know what they're fucking thinking they're not they're either not i don't know if there's i don't want to say they're dumb because they're probably not just not thinking they're caught up in the moment and they're going along with this because they feel enraged or they feel or, or they again they feel it's it's a time to party and it's you know let's cause some chaos you know leave my mark you know put my boots up on the table whatever you know it, but it's not this is this is is not this is this is nothing but trouble and and these people they they just don't fucking understand you know uh and and shit like this you know gets me worried you know i think about oh shit you know like what it gets me worried when i see this many people who don't give a fuck exactly it concerns me um because I mean, if, if you believe in whatever your cause is enough to go and take over the Capitol building, you're fucking dangerous. You know, whether you're competent or not doesn't matter. You don't have to be competent to be dangerous. Yeah, because, I mean, you could be plenty stupid and shoot somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there, there are plenty of people in the history of warfare who are dumb as bricks, but that doesn't mean they're not good at shooting guns, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think you make a good point that it is frightening to see these many people who don't give a fuck because, and whether they're on the left or on the right, I don't like it. You know, this is not good. This is, and it's just the ongoing idea that we're each other's enemies. Somehow we're not, we're not politically different. We're enemies. It's garbage. That's garbage. And it's the end of America. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the end of America. Like I said, like, um, give it a long, give it a long enough timeline. If we keep going down this road, how, do, how does America survive? Oh, I agree. Like you, if this keeps going, we're, we're in trouble. I mean, we're in trouble right now. Right. But it, this is, um, but uh, again, as of right now, we have, and when I say we, I, I say us regular law abiding citizens. Hey, 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 don't lump me in with you. <laughs> oh, you're the other. No, like, uh, but no, but whether you're on the left or the right, there is an infrastructure uh, uh, that that will uphold justice. It would be will will be fine so long as this gets resolved. It you know, and and it's not going to be. It's going to take a few years before something like awful, like straight up awful, will happen. I think uh, the unfortunate truth is is that we're going to see just more like little outbreaks terrorist type outbreaks more explosions yeah. more i mean straight up insurrection yes right? yes you know? but but nothing full out you know this side is that side and this side is our side or none none of that but yes. no like what is america going to become lebanon in the 1980s like what's going to happen it's crazy yeah no it's we're, this is crazy yeah it, it's not we're not going to become lebanon it's not going to happen um and and the the uh, the problem here is, of course, you know, Trump has divided us. 
let's be honest. Like, come on. Like, I don't care who what side you're on, but he has done a good job of dividing us because, you know, it, it, it's in his, it's in his favor to keep us divided. He, you know, it works for him. It does, it, uh-huh. it does all these things that he wants, you know, wants done. But it's now, too easy to get angry. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. It's too easy. It comes too quick and too easy. And it actually feels pretty good. Oh yeah. You know? And, uh, He's he's turned that into a business, yeah. and he's he's taken tens of millions of people with him. You know, <sighs> but let's let's circle back. I have a thought, right? Okay, why don't we take this whole part and put it at the end of the episode, so you that wanna- people, so that that people, if they want to listen to it, they can, and they know it's there. <laughs> but we can get into the happy shit. We can talk about happy shit. We can they can get into the happy relaxing uh what what I did over my Christmas vacation. I um I think that's not a bad idea. Let me think about it. Let's we'll, let's see how this goes. Cuz uh I'm afraid that we might come back to it in some way or form, but we'll see. Let's let's just this is right. go. We'll see what happens. I okay. like that idea though. Because then you can say, hey, okay, skip. You know, if you don't want to hear politics, because we don't like talking about politics either, but if you don't want to hear that nonsense, which is fine, you can skip the end of this, right? Yeah. That's that's actually, I think that might be a good idea. I don't like editing it, you know? Right. I don't want to, like, I'd rather, like, keep everything as a chunk. If, you know, the only time I like, I, I have to... Like I know I need to edit is when like you know the kids There's are popping. Shit that needs to come out. Yeah, like the kids, the kids are popping popcorn. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or I say something really stupid. You know. <laughs> yeah. The song you're listening to is called Monstro Coronado, which is kind of fitting, but whatever. Um, and it's by the Cuba Quartet. You can find them over at Epidemic Sound. Uh, I love this song, by the way. There it is. That's our spiel. I hope you liked it. If you do like us, or if you hate us, let us know. We're on social media. We're on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Uh, go on there and, and tell us how much you love us, or how much you hate us, or what have you. Also, uh, if you really do enjoy us, Go ahead and smash the like button. Let people know. Share us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your cousins. Tell not your cousins. Also, you want to give us a hand, head on over to shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Get yourself a nifty mug or a nifty t-shirt or a sticker, what have you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Transita por las manos y no le gusta el alcohol. Sabroso.